Ah, here we go for the hump day. Getting over the hump. Heading into the weekend on the downward slide. Can't complain about that. I am stretched. It is the Big 49. Welcome to another swampy, rainy day in Southern California. That seems to be about all we get in the last month or so. Every few days, it's effing swamp ass, or what is it called? Us? Swamp ass in the sky, I think they're calling it. Atmospheric river of swamp ass. That's what we're getting. Yeah, that's not fun. This is not fun. But they say we need the rain. Yeah, we also need the mudslides. We also need the extended fire season later in the summer after all this crap dries out. It's going to grow from all this rain. Ah, it's going to be fun living in Southern California. It's wonderful. Oh, man. Idiots can't drive in the rain. Test your patience. I tell you. All right. Well, coming up, I'm going to get into my moto part of the show immediately, and we're going to do it with a friend of the 49. His name is Justin Bam Bam Barsha. He rides for the TLD Gas Gas team, and we like this guy. He's fun to watch. That guy's got some just next-level love of the game that is contagious. And, and it's funny how people give him crap. They say he's dirty, and he's not dirty. He's just wide open and no Fs to give. And I love that about that dude. We'll talk to him coming up in a moment. And by, and by the way, I don't think anyone's had anything bad to say on Justin. This entire season, there hasn't been one incident involving Justin that looked like it was Justin's fault. I know he got clipped a couple times by Jason Anderson earlier in the season. And then I know he got clipped by Chase Sexton this season. I think people know he's had that reputation, so they kind of ride him harder than they do other people on the track, and he doesn't seem to care. He's like, it's just part of racing, and it is what it is. So I like that guy, man, and we will talk to him in moments. Then if you missed the interview with Kenny Roxon yesterday, that's coming up as well. So that will be later in the show. Besides that, I have another monkey attack story today. I'm going to get to that right after we talk to Bam Bam. Monkey attack. And this one, not in South Africa. This one right here in America. In America, we got a monkey attack. How does that happen? Did somebody go into the zoo enclosure again, like drunk and stupid and get beat up by a monkey? No. This was a lady. And she was just minding her own business at her home. And she got her ass beat by a monkey. And another neighbor almost got their ass beat by the same monkey. Crazy story. Monkey attack in America. Gonna get into that one. I also have your what the Florida story of the day. It involves, it's like a double segment because I have a new segment called Bitches Be Crazy. You take Bitches Be Crazy and what the Florida, you combine them. I got a segment for you today. It's a double whammer. I got another story about Oakland. We're always busting balls on Oakland about how bad it is. I gave you another story, but kind of proved my point. Um, good news for OnlyFans. There's a much cleaner, safer version coming now that you're all going to love. What the hell? And it's coming from the least expected person. I guess the most expected, if you really think about it. I'll tell you who's putting that thing out there. Got a story about an old pedophile that recently got out of jail, and guess what? He's uh, back in jail already. Only been out of jail a couple months. I didn't know this guy was out of jail. Very famous guy. Uh, freed in February, and he's already back in jail. So we'll get into this story. That's always fun. I got a whole lot of crap to talk about because this is what I do. I just I just ramble. 
I release ghosts on my friends and I ramble. That's not dead. That's... There's a really big development in this story that I re- okay, here's what's weird. I have the stretch show. I, I it goes from 3 a.m. till noon Pacific, Monday through Friday here on the Big Four Nine, and I gotta get it going. And I have to fill this time. Gotta find things to talk about that are interesting to me, or just fill it rambling. Whatever I gotta do, I gotta do. But I gotta try to be entertaining and talk about moto and everything else in between. Gotta check all the boxes. I have something so insane that I want to talk about involving the demon ghost box that is currently up at the warehouse where the radio station is. And I, I, I'm not going to be able to do it on my show as much as this is really something right up my alley because it's so effing crazy. I'm saving this one for Saturday. So I got an announcement on Saturday. Remember this. Saturday we are racing Supercross in Detroit. Two hours before the gate drops, the pre-show will start. And I rarely go to the radio station. I've got everything at my house. i got a studio at my house, and I typically do all the stuff from home. But last weekend is one of the days I went up there. Sometimes I go up there. And it's one of the first times since we've been doing the vlog that we filmed. And, and when I go, I'll, I'll pick up stuff and bring back to my house. If I need shirts or whatever, uh, I'll get, I got some liquid death, uh, uh, like I, I could grab or, or some ghost energy drinks and I can bring those to my house. If Moto Man doesn't hide them from me and lock the effing warehouse, which is another story. And I can bring that stuff home. So the, that's what I do. I go up there. We have business. We have meetings, whatever, whatever. It's good to go once in a while. Well, I'm not going this weekend and I'm not going... With this announcement, I'm going to drop on those fools that are there with the demon box. I'm not. I'm not going there again anytime really soon. And, and I, here's the way I see it: sure, I'm the one that brought it there, but I'm also the guy that's had it safely contained for six years, and now they, it, it's apparently loose. So I got news on that front, and it's bad news. And I'm going to give it to those guys while we're on the air. And I'm safely away here at my house. And they're there where that thing is. We're going to talk about that on Saturday. So get ready for that on Saturday. And I'll tell you this. I won't be surprised. Bookie Kyle's at his wits end. He's done. He's like, you guys pick on me. You're bullying me. You guys are mean to me. Uh, I don't want to mess with a ghost. You're trying to give me a demon. Like, he's all, he's mad. What I tell them on Saturday, Kyle may just leave the room. Kyle may just get up and say, I'm out of here. Like, I'm not kidding. It's not great news. And Moto Man, Moto Man is cool because he knows it's not in the studio where he is. If anything, it's in the warehouse and, like, outside, which is... Better than inside, but I don't know the rules of it. Like, I don't know this stuff. I know a lot about paranormal, but I don't I don't know. It's technically still bound. It shouldn't be like I, I don't know. Uh, and, and, and I'm and, and, I, and I'm not gonna know is the problem. Part of my announcement. We'll get into this. It's it's uh gonna be fun. So here we go. Uh, uh, let's get into the rock and roll. Come back from the rock and roll. Get into the Justin Barsha interview. And then I'm going to talk about an attack monkey. A monkey attacking America. Seems like it's becoming a new segment on the Stretch Show. Watch out for monkeys and great white sharks. It's the big four nine. Oh, and ghosts. 
10 demons. Watch out for those two. Especially if you're at the radio station. <laughs> Big 49, it is stretching right now. We are sitting down with the dude who gets the second overall on the night in Indianapolis. I'm talking about TLD Gas Gases, Justin Bam Bam Barsha. Congratulations on a great ride, Justin. And to be honest with you, it looked like you really had a shot to win this thing, that you were running Kenny down, you were closing the gap, closing the gap, and then we just sort of ran out of time. Like, the the, the race ended before you could get there. I know second place is a great spot for you, and it's you got to be stoked on that, but is there some disappointment that you just ran out of time before you got to uh, Kenny and were able to take the overall win tonight? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to win for sure. That was, yeah. That's the goal. Today was a good day. I had a lot of fun. Bike was good. Yeah, I was gelling with it. I liked the track. It was gnarly. Um, but motions after the race were, woo, I, you know, it's what we do all these, this training and fitness because the tank yeah. is empty. We I gave it everything I had. And, uh, yeah. yeah, Kenny rode a great race. Everyone rode a great race. It was intense. Uh, but I'm happy for sure. It's, uh, yeah, I haven't been on the podium. So last weekend we were close. Yeah. And I knew how I felt last weekend coming here. I'd be good. Had a good week at home. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh, being smart, keeping on two wheels, and obviously yeah. being fast as well. And I feel like my speed was good today. And the bike was awesome. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good night. Definitely obviously wanted to get the win, but can't win them all. And, uh, I'll try again next weekend. All right, let's talk about this, uh, Justin. I know you've got the reputation of a dude that's just riding loose and just flying and letting it rip. And it seems to us as viewers like, oh, he's on the edge of out of control. Uh, tonight, no exception to that. I mean, you were just letting it rip there at the end as you were putting everything, like you said, there's nothing left in the tank. You gave it everything you had to win. And and we could tell. Is it ever scary to you? Like, do you, are you loose at, at any point? Are you like, whoa, like the, the, the oh crap moments, I guess. Are there a lot of those on there? Or do you feel like you're in control the whole time and it just looks like that to us? I was never scared, so. <laughs> It wasn't that bad. Um, no, I felt I felt in control the whole race. Um, I never had any like scary moments. Obviously, probably you know I always look pretty on edge, but I'm kind of loose. And this morning when I walked the track, I said tonight just let the bike do its thing and 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 go with it. And that's kind of what I did. And uh, the, there were scary spots for sure. The whoops for me, yeah. I, I like that. I was loose to them. Let the bike do its thing. Um, just the, the the really gnarly G out kickers were not yeah. fun. So you. You kind of got to pop the clutch and make sure you, you know, get that front wheel a little bit high because there was some yeah. endo spots. But other than that, um, yeah, I felt in control. Um, yeah, not scary. So it was good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Let's talk about this, Justin. The, one of the things that makes it look like you're going so wide open is everybody was, you know, taking the different lines. There were ruts everywhere. But you were probably the only guy in that entire track tonight to just blitz those whoops every single lap. Blitz, 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 blitz. Walk us through your decision in that. I mean, because that, that's got to be physically draining on you to do that. Uh, as my old suspension tech would say, Adam, uh, skim till you die. Um, <laughs> I always go with that motor. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I felt good. Uh, last week, like I said, last weekend, all the guys, a lot of the guys were going inside, jumping them, and yeah. I just kept skimming them all night. I just, my bike's really comfortable right now and I'm, okay. I'm happy with it and it skims the whoop good and uh, yeah I'm pretty good at the whoops I guess so that's cool uh, 
It was tough tonight. Uh, just it was tough to go so low because I had yeah. to go so low to go to the right and skim them. But I yeah. felt like for me, it was way better than going down that 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 V line just because it would catch you off a little bit. And I feel yeah. like that was the best spot on the track um, for me. So yeah, it was cool. And yeah, I'm glad I'm good at the whoops because in the past <laughs> I've struggled a little. So it's good to be back in this position yeah. and go to races and walk the track and go oh, cool the whoops like I'm gonna. <laughs> Justin, a uh, really cool moment for uh, everyone. I think after the race, after that battle, uh, you and Kenny embracing there at the finish line, I can tell you were happy for Kenny as much as you had a little disappointment that you didn't run him down. But walk us through that moment because that, that was cool to see for the fans. I, I, I really like that. Yeah, I like racing Kenny. It's always good. Heads up. We've had our moments, obviously, but uh, yeah. I've had my moments with everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> no big deal there. But, uh, yeah, you know, I was stoked for him. He's, you know, I, I know how hard it is to get to that position. Yeah. Um, I've been there. And, uh, yeah, he's a, a great rider, strong competitor, and uh, yeah, stoked for him. It was a great race. And obviously I wanted it, but, yeah, give him a pat on the back and hopefully it'll be, you know, like vice versa in a couple weeks absolutely uh justin let's talk about that too you really are showing some speed here in the last couple of weeks especially you're always a fast dude out there but it seems like you're really dialed in i think you if there wasn't for the incident in the whoops with chase last week you probably would have been on the podium there as well and then you looked fast as hell tonight like fast enough to win it so what's going on like what's dialed in with you right now where you picked up that speed especially even in your qualifying was really good today as well yeah definitely qualifying was nice says best qualifier season yeah. top uh, top five which was cool um i just think uh yeah i don't know huh. a, a little fork change okay. it's such a such a little thing that gave me a lot of comfort um the balance of the bike is really good yeah, yeah. it's just really comfortable for me daytona was like awesome i was like yeah. had such a good good feeling of the bike and i knew i, I went home and um road um mtf built a new super track i rode there tuesday and had another really good feel and uh yeah i came here with the good feeling and the bike has been yeah every track every race has been really comfortable for me so i would just okay. say comfort with the bike and uh, i put in a yeah put in a strong off season I'm, it's a shame that it hasn't really shown but the speed has definitely been there and uh now it's now it's starting to show and better better late than never yeah and and like i said it looked like it was going to pop through last week where you were definitely getting there and then there was that incident but but you, you missed it do you feel like right now though maybe everything's dialed in like this is your time now's the time to really make a push and, and get you know up onto the box consistently here um for me uh last yeah. weekend i got a taste of it and yeah. it was unfortunate that i didn't um get up on the podium but it's good yeah. that i got up here this weekend and yeah, yeah. obviously you know so many strong racers so it's yeah. it's tough to make it happen and you have everything has to align and you have to be strong and uh yeah just to make it happen but yeah it was good to get back up here a lot of fun and just good race tonight all right a cool thing tonight too i don't even know if you're aware of this yet it's a statistical nerd thing that pops up online and that is you're like an iron man now you are tied uh, 13th uh, all time on like uh consecutive starts at 63 which is an impressive feat in this freaking business to be that i mean how cool is it to be considered you know one of the iron men of the sport moving forward and moving on up that ladder towards the top of that it doesn't feel like that i wouldn't uh, yeah i would have never known that so that's kind of cool uh, yeah. yeah definitely feel very strong it's just the best i've felt uh, on my motorcycle i feel like 
Yeah, I feel good. My training's good. My fitness good. Uh, healthy. Got a got yeah. family. Great team. So yeah, I'm definitely looking to you know race a couple more years. That's my plan. I'm trying to figure nice. things out right now, but uh, yeah, my plan's to finish this year strong and cool. see what next year brings. But yeah, I definitely want to keep moving up on that that list of getting a lot more starts and staying healthy and and having fun. I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm liking liking riding my dirt bike right now. So when you when you you know when your job is to ride dirt bikes and you can have fun at it life's good absolutely life is good and another thing that shows me life is good it was really cool to see and and this might be the first time that i can remember at least in le recent memory that at the end of the night up on the podium all three of the riders on the box all you guys were dads all three of you had your kids up there and it was really cool to see we see that here and there everybody has their kid up there but it's not that often that you've get all three of the dudes that are up there are dads and all three of the guys had their kids up there. It was really cool to see. Uh, what's that mean to you to have your son here at the races as you're, you're, you know, shining, getting on the podium and kicking ass. Yeah, it's special. I love having my son up there and it's a little extra motivation. And, uh, yeah. For me, and yeah, like Coop said, there's nothing has changed. It's just some yeah. more special, special memories. I feel like, and uh, for me, I'd let, love my kid to just see that you know I never gave up, and uh, yeah. that's what it's all about: dig deep and never give up, and you'll you'll go somewhere in life. Awesome, Justin. Thank you for taking the time, man. We appreciate the hell out of you. Congratulations on really getting dialed in at this point in the season. I hope to see you back on the box again next week when we head to Detroit because you seem like you and the bike are really gelling right now. You're, like we said, always physically ready to get behind the gate and race, and that that's an amazing feat in this business. And continued success to you, sir, and uh, congratulations to you and that TLD Gas Gas team on the uh, great ride tonight. We'll talk to you again very soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Entertainment Report! Disgraced former pop star Gary Glitter has been sent back to prison in the UK for a probation violation. I didn't know he was out of jail. The guy served 16 years in prison for being a pedophile and for preying on children. And he had done this multiple times in his life. He gets out of jail in February. He's 79 years old, and I don't know what he did, but he is already back in jail over in the UK. Let's hope he stays there. This guy is a freaking child predator. Oh, here's wonderful news. 35-year-old former child star Lindsay Lohan has announced to the world that she's pregnant. She's going to be a mom. That's what we need. Old fire crotch crazy bags being a mom. What could go wrong? Don't you have to get a license to have a kid or something like that? You should if you were a child star. And finally, that video that was released finally by the Marriott Hotel of Michael Irvin's interaction with one of their hotel workers uh, looks like nothing big at all. You, you've never heard what really happened between the two of them. In the video, they talk for a while. Irvin grabs her elbow a couple times and they have a conversation and then he walks away. And now that he's like, look, see, I didn't do anything. She's now releasing what the context of their conversation was and according to her, it was Michael Irvin asking her if she's ever had a big black man up inside her. So we'll see what happens with this. He's not backing down. He has refiled his $100 million lawsuit against the hotel, and he's filed it now instead of where he lives there in Arizona. So good luck, Michael Irvin. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show, and right now I got to get into a new thing. It's a new thing, a new thing to be worried about. Like we need anything else to be worried about in this world. Well, I got something for you to be worried about. I'm playing Spank the Monkey. 
Moto Man's theme song. I'm all, I think I'm going to play this now. Anytime Moto Man talks on the radio, this song has to be under. It could be a new rule. And I have to have the Spank the Monkey tonight by Peter Gabriel. And I'm going to tell you another monkey attack story right here in America. And it's terrifying. It's a new thing. Yesterday, if you missed it, I had a story about baboons that were throwing rocks at these hikers in South Africa, and then they dumped a giant boulder on them that rolled down the hill and broke three of the the people had broken legs and lacerations, had to be airlifted away after being attacked by a pack of wild baboons. Well, now we're leaving South Africa, and we're coming right here to America. Talking to a lady in Dickinson, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a wonderful place. Nice, flat Oklahoma. Lots of Native Americans are there. This lady's name is Brittany Parker. She's at her house on Sunday. And imagine you're surprised. You're sitting in Oklahoma, you know, maybe having a nice iced tea, watching some television, and you look out your window, and there's an effing monkey on your porch. Uh, That's not something you see every day in Oklahoma. There's a monkey on my porch. And all of a sudden, she said she goes to the window and starts looking like, damn, there's a monkey on the porch. And then the monkey sees her see it. And she says the monkey became aggressive and it tried to break into the house. It started going like, F you, B. Come out here. I'll fight you. And, and, and the monkey's like, get me in here. Let me in here. I'll show you. So she's like, this is a, there's a crazy monkey on my porch. It's going nuts. I better call the police and animal control. So she picks up the phone. She calls the police. She's like, 911, what's your emergency? Yeah, I got a crazy gangster monkey on my porch and it's trying to fight me. And they're like, excuse me? Yeah, a crazy gangster monkey on my porch and it's trying to get into my house and fight me. I- I'm I'm worried. So the 5-0 roll out there. Boop, boop. Hey, monkey, put down the banana. What are you doing? Only problem is when the cops get there, they say, the monkey seems fine. It's just chill. It's just now sitting on the porch chilling. It, it mellowed the F out after its little hype-up attack on the lady. Well, at that point, the lady walks outside to greet the officers, and then Gangster Monkey jumps on her back and starts ripping out her hair, just pulling her hair out, and then it, they say, almost ripped her ear off. It jumped on her back, landed on her head, started grabbing handfuls of hair, ripping them out, and then he ripped my ear almost completely off of my head. After the attack, the monkey leapt off of her and it ran around to the back of the house. At that point, imagine the pope, imagine you're a popo. You're coming up because you got a call of a monkey that's a gangster attack monkey on a porch. And then you pull up and there's this cute little monkey sitting on the porch and it's fine. Then a lady comes walking out of the house and then the monkey just literally beats the crap out of her right in front of you and it's on her head and you can't shoot it, you can't taste it, you can't do anything. You're just sitting there like, what the F? And then by the time you figure out what's going on, the monkey runs away and then you hear two gunshots. Pow, pow. And you're like, what the hell? Does that gangster monkey have a gun? Was he smuggling a gun in his keister? OG uh, prison style? I don't know. They go around the back. Gangster monkey's got two bullet holes in him. A member of... Uh, Miss Parker's family had gone around the back with a gun, and when the monkey ran away, shot it. Shot and killed the monkey. Blah, blah. Gangsta monkey is dead. Now the cops are like, was that an innocent unarmed monkey that got shot? I don't know. So they're doing an investigation. Luckily for the Parker family, the monkey 
There was a video of it from another neighbor where it did the same thing to them. It didn't rip their ear off and attack the hell out of them, but it came up to their house and started getting crazy on their front porch. Started acting all hostile. And then they just left it alone and stayed in the house. They didn't walk outside and get their ass beat by it. And then it left and it went to Miss Parker's house where it got his gangsta lean on and then got got. He got gatted. Gat, gat, pow, pow. Down he goes. Gangster monkey's dead. So no more gangster monkey in Oklahoma. The article then goes on to tell us about how monkeys are completely legal in Oklahoma. You can own monkeys. There's no rule against it. Now maybe they should have one because we got a gangster monkey rolling around jacking fools up. So if you're in Oklahoma, you see a cute little monkey on the porch, don't open the door. Don't open the door. It's going to be a wild, loose, gangsta monkey that's going to rip your ear off and F you up. And I'm sure they're little, but they're strong as hell. And they got thumbs. And they can climb, and they're fast, and they bite, and they punch, and they throw rocks and poo. Yeah, don't mess with a monkey. It's like a public service announcement. I feel good. I save people from sharks, from snakes. I tell you, don't go to Australia's or you'll surely die because everything in Australia's will kill you. And I tell you about gangsta monkeys here in America. You're welcome. It's the Stretch Show. Big 49. Up next, let's combine two segments. What the Florida and bitches be crazy. All coming up on a 4-9. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by LBZ. I right, hear something really cool for Supercross motocross fans out there. The Ryan Dungey Foundation, a charity that does a lot of really, really awesome work. I know they do stuff with St. Jude's like everyone in motocross does, but they do a lot of charitable work. And here's something really cool. You now have a chance to win an ultimate Supercross experience in Nashville with Ryan Dungey. You can win a trip to Nashville, tickets to the Supercross, and you'll get to walk the track with Dungey. Best of all, the donations to uh, all go to the Ryan Dungey Foundation. So go to this website, alltrue, A-L-L-T-R-O-O.com slash Dungey. Make a donation and get entered in that drawing to go hang out with Ryan Dungey in Nashville, and it's all for a great cause. So can't go wrong with that. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, boy, here we go. Is I'm going to do something just amazing right now. Let me take a sip of my... By the way, uh, Moto Man locked me out of the warehouse other than to put the ghost box in there because no one else would touch it. I had to put the ghost box in there when I pulled it out of... Uh, Kyle's truck, which I still don't know how I got in there, but anyway, we'll talk about this on Saturday. I put it in there and I saw stacks and stacks and stacks of liquid death beverages. And they got water, they got flavored water. They got a delicious iced tea flavor that's really good, like super low calorie. This stuff is next level. I had some because it was in the studio. And so I know Moto Man was jacking me so that I couldn't get uh, my fair share of the haul. So I went into the free fridge in the break room and I cleaned that bitch out. I did. I had a backpack on me. I just shut. It was like I weighed like 37 pounds and I walked out of there. They're like, man, Stretch's backpack's much bigger since he got here. Yeah, you know why? Because it's filled with liquid death. I got it in my fridge right now. Right now I'm sipping on, on, on the Grim Leafer. It's a really good flavor. It's just like, it's a sliced tea with a little bit of a lemon flavor. It's not sweet. I hate sweet tea. 
and it's really good. So shout out to uh, our friends at Straub. Shout out to uh, Liquid Death, Joanna Angel. Alright, alright. Let me combine two segments here. Watch this work. You all know about what the Florida, if you listen to this show, it's where we talk about crazy things happen in Florida because the craziest of crazy things happen in Florida because apparently there's a lot of crazy people in Florida. You also know I got a new segment called Bitches Be Crazy. What happens when you get Bitches Be Crazy meets what the Florida? Well, that's what's going to happen right now. I'm going to tell you. Keep your pants on, Chester. 39-year-old Florida woman facing felony battery charges. Because she beat her 68-year-old boyfriend with an avocado. That's right. Carlene Bizwanger. Could be called Biatchwanger. I'm just saying. You beat me in the face with an avocado. That's what I'm going to call you. Biatch, you be crazy. Carlene Bizwanger. And the 68-year-old victim. She's 39. He's 68. I ain't saying she's a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no young dude. That's what I'm saying. They've been living together in St. Petersburg for about a year. And they have a consensual sexual relationship. As in, they are a couple who live together. Even though she's 39 and he's 68. Well, on Sunday, apparently they got into some sort of a altercation. To which Miss Bizwanger picked up an avocado and wanged it at the old dude. 68's old, by the way. She wanged it at him. Imagine avocados, even a soft avocado would explode upon impact. It would still hurt. But a hard avocado, she nailed him and it hit him straight in the eye. And then she hit him with a hanging rod. She picked up a hanging rod. It's a coat hanger. They say there was a neighbor that witnessed part of this attack. The St. Petersburg police showed up. The battery occurred inside the apartment complex. And the, there's extra charges because the guy's so old. That's elder abuse. You can't beat old people. Don't beat old people. Elder abuse is not nice. Uh, Miss Bizwanger said, I didn't strike him. Yeah, well, his black eye with green sauce all over it would beg to differ. And then the neighbor saw you hit him with a coat hanger. You coat hangered his ass. That's one, man. You ever get coat hangered when you were a kid? Remember, I'm old. I, I grew up from corporal punishment days. My mom or dad would slap me with whatever was handy. And if I was acting a fool and there was a coat hanger nearby, you got the hanger. A hanger hurt. Especially a wire hanger. Woo, that would leave a red mark and that would hurt like hell. And you would uh, immediately cease the behavior you were doing at that moment in time. Yeah, fun times. Fun times. So let's get back to Miss Bizwanger. Our Bitches Be Crazy, a.k.a. What the Florida Story of the Day. After she beat up the old man, she was arrested for battering a victim age 65 or older, which is an additional felony. She later posted bail on Sunday night. And then they say, hey, you little something-something. Miss Bitchwanger uh, got a rap sheet on her. It's got multiple convictions for illegal possession of Zannies, as well as convictions for theft, DUI, obstructing police, probation violation, and driving without a license. So this is not her first rodeo. Miss Bitchwanger was living with that dude, probably a rich old dude, and then she got a beef with him, and she's rolled up gangsta loped out on him and bashed him in the Iowa avocado. Bitches be crazy. What about Florida? Old dude, rich old dude, living with a young chick, thinking things are cool, having a mutual uh, 
a sexual relationship with her, mutually consensual, and then she beats your ass with an avocado, whips you with a hanger. Old dude's like, what the hell? I was just trying to get some nookie. I did it all for the nookie. He was playing some Limp biscuit. That's not right. Don't beat old people with avocados, crazy bitches. Florida people. I'm talking to all of you. It's not right. All right, up next, let's go to a, a city here in California that I call the anus of California and possibly America. It's called Oakland. And, well, we're going to get into why Oakland sucks. This is a, this is a super Oakland. It's like That's So Oakland. I think that was a Nickelodeon show back in the day. Yeah, this is called That's So Oakland. I'm going to tell you this story next. Hang on. It's the Big 4-9. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If you watch the Supercross on Saturday night, you might remember that one of the 250 heat races was red flagged after a privateer went down. He was carted off. That privateer was Larry Reyes. And via social media, we recently got an update on Larry's condition, and he said he ended up with a grade 5 liver laceration a fractured shoulder, and a concussion. He had to have surgery on Saturday night upon arrival at the hospital to stop the internal bleeding. He was still in the hospital at the time he wrote the post as they're monitoring him to make sure there's no more internal bleeding. And all in all, he says he's all right. He's going to be back on the bike. He's just bummed and heartbroken. He says at how irrelevant you are for the sport as a privateer when you get into a situation like this. Our thoughts and prayers are with Mr. Larry Reyes. Hopefully he gets back soon. He is not irrelevant. The privateers are the backbone of this industry. I will tell you that. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, boy. We got problems, people. I, I got to interrupt my previously scheduled segment. Little skid row, I remember you. I got a problem. I got somebody that's going to remember me that I am not willing to deal with. I'm going to run from a problem that I I, I might have had a problem in, in creating. I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but now, now uh, as I'm recording and the power goes out of my house, granted it's raining, it's not that often the power goes out while I'm recording a freaking show and I got a big delay and I'm trying to not be late for my nighttime job, but you know, crap happens. Crap really seems to be happening lately ever since one of those idiots effed with the freaking demon box. Idiots! Alright. I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it as much as I can without revealing the really bad news that I have. Like, I'm not kidding. We, we may have to sell the radio station. I, not the big 49, like the actual building that we're in. We may have to move it. I, we gotta look into moving, because I don't know if I'm ever going back there again after this news I got. <sighs> Alright, let me catch you up. If you were unfamiliar with the story, if you didn't watch the vlog, it's all over the vlog, because it all unfolded Saturday before our very eyes and ears on the radio here at the Big 49. We're doing the Moto Show. I went to the studio. I brought a life-size Homer animated Homer Simpson the talks and dances and stuff. And I brought that to the studio. So, because I thought it was cool. And my wife will let me have it in the house because my wife hates me and all my stuff and my radio station. So I brought it to the studio. I also um, 
brought a box that has a ghost in it that I found that I forgot I had. I think it's a ghost. I, the way it was, the way everything unfolded when I have it, I've had just say I've got a box with something bad inside of it that I've had for six years that's been totally at bay. And it's been in my house for six years. I honestly had forgot I had it. It had been so long. And when I got it, I didn't want it, but it was fine, and it never nothing weird happened. And I was going to ship it to my friend in New York who's paranoid of these sort of things and thought it would be funny and then I'd be rid of it. And then, I, because I'm that kind of friend, instead I decided, well, now I have it. I'll bring it to the radio station as long as no one messes with it. And as long as they know they can't open the box or dick with it, we'll be fine. Well... And, and, and no, and, and no, I know this. I know boxes don't move on their own. They don't do anything. This is a bound spirit at, at best case scenario inside a box. I have the box. I've had the box for a long time. And guess who had that spirit bound to put into that box? Me. And I had it done. And here's how it happened. I have a friend who had a haunted house. And, and when I started talking about the haunted place I worked at and all this stuff... They told me this amazing story. And by the way, my friend is uh, uh, Latin and speaks Spanish. My wife speaks Spanish, but I don't speak Spanish. And my friend said, hey, I have, I had a, a witch come to my house. And she said she had, she had a, a spirit that followed her. She moved a few times and everywhere they would go, they, they would, this same menacing dark spirit was around them. She tracks down this lady, or someone told her somehow, some way. She gets a lady, doesn't speak English, is a, 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 a bruja, I think is the correct name, a, a witch, but basically a, a, a witch in Spanish. And I don't know what, I don't witch or what. I don't know, good witch, bad witch, whatever. It's a witch that can get rid of a spirit. That's a good witch in my eyes. The witch bound the spirit to this, like, she said it looked like a piece of masa, which is like a, almost like tortilla dough. And then she stuck it in a container, bound it up, and then my friend took the container and got rid of it. When she got rid of it, the, the container exploded, according to my friend. But I was like, I don't care about an exploding container. I just want it uh, 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 away, and I don't want it to do harm to any good people. So I did some things that were on the down low, because remember, the spirit wasn't at my house. It was at a place I worked. We weren't allowed to talk about ghosts because they didn't want the clients knowing that the place was haunted. And they would laugh you if you mentioned it. Yet everyone there had many, 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 many experiences with multiple. There's a lot of spirits there, but there was one in particular that was menacing. And that's the one that I contacted my friend who contacted this lady. I got this lady in one night on my shift. We got the thing. She did her little mojo. She put it into like this metallic mason jar. Uh, and then the little dough thing sealed it, put that into like a wooden box and then a special kind of wood and then put a bunch of weird markings and emblems and things on the outside of the box and then melted the two a red candle, a white candle on the top and said it is sealed, do not ever open it, you're fine. Uh, and is the translation I got. I had it at my house, I was uneasy about it, I put a bottle of holy water on it, never had a problem with it, I literally found it in a closet when we were doing some cleaning with the bottle of holy water on it and then it was like, oh God, I forgot to have this. Thought it'd be funny to bring the radio station told the guys this is serious here's the problem if you're not into the paranormal crap you think it's a joke and you will laugh at it this is not a joke this is not funny <sighs> i'm not going back to the radio i brought it i set it on kyle's truck because i knew it would aggravate kyle I, I admit i was um messing with kyle that is my bad 
I put it on Kyle's truck when he arrived. Only because I had planned on just setting it in the studio in the corner. It'd be a cool conversation piece. And if it wasn't messed with, it'd be fine. Well, Moto Man had a condition. I left it out on Kyle's truck. It When we walked back outside, it was inside the bed of Kyle's truck. And one of the bead things on the outside was, like, broken. And I'm like, this isn't good. And then everyone swears they didn't touch it. I don't believe them. I believe somebody was trying to elevate the joke because it was all fun and games until someone unleashes a demon in the effing radio station. And then a bunch of crap happened. Kyle's life went to crap almost immediately. He lost his nephew to Jason. He had uh, one of his picks who he had picked in his Supercross picks. All of a sudden, two seconds later, Kyle picks the guy. Then we find out he's out sick. Wasn't on the injury report. Uh, Kyle's phone stopped working right then. Uh, we started seeing a, a, a shadow walk by the window while we were doing the show. Scared the crap out of me. And we went outside. There was nothing out there. Anyway, all in all in all. Then, then, then we made it the bet that whoever lost the picks that day had to uh, be the keeper of the box for at least a week. And the next week you could hand it off. Well, we decided to do that. And... Um, Kyle got all bitchy about it because he lost and he didn't want it. Granted, he was already having the ill effects because it was in his truck. Moto says he didn't touch it, so we left it in the warehouse of the radio station. Then, knowing what I know, then remember, my show files didn't transfer. I'm the guy to put this thing in the box. This thing, if it's bad, it remembers me. That's why I'm playing Skid Row. I remember you. I remember you. Hey, MFR that put me in this box for the last six years. I'm going to remember you. That's what I'm thinking. Oh my God, as long as it's not open. But, but I don't know what's going on, and I don't know if one of those idiots opened to look inside. I don't know what happened. I know things have gone a little sideways. Not as planned. Not as according to plan. So, I, I this is where I'm going to tell you that we're holding on Saturday. I realized I was losing control of the situation, and in a situation I really don't want to lose control of. So, I... Contacted my friend to contact the witch. I was going to contact the witch again. And granted, this witch is expensive. And I was going to maybe bring her up and do a rebinding. And I'm going to leave that at that. I'm going to leave that story there. And we're going to talk about this on Saturday. Because I, I, I reached out. It's Wednesday. I reached out to our friend on uh Monday, when things, when, when the crap happened with the files and all that, I reached out to my friend on Monday, like, hey, and it wasn't a, a bit for the show, I wasn't going to talk about it, hey, I'm bringing the witch back, I was just going to bring her up, reseal it, and then have the box and have it more under control, and then talk about it, it was, my, was my plan, that plan has changed, and I'm going to talk about this Saturday, when I get all these idiots in the studio, because it's you could say it's my fault, but I'm not the guy that released it. Sure, I brought it there. It wouldn't have been at the radio station if I hadn't brought it there for craps and giggles. I thought it would be a funny conversation piece and it would be something cool to see on camera. Just set the ghost box in the back of the room. Leave it alone. Hey, what's that? Oh, that's the demon in a box. Oh, don't, don't talk to it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's not the plan anymore. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what the plan is. 
I will tell you the uh, update of that situation on Saturday. Uh, now I'm going to get back to the show. I, I've gone too long. Let's reset. We're going to play some rock and roll. Going to come back with Kenny Roxon. After Kenny Roxon, I'm going to get back into the show and, and back to my stories. My my uh, Oakland story. It'll make me happy to crap on Oakland for a while. So there we go. Honestly, nothing's easy. When, you know what? When all your friends are a bunch of numb nuts, it's nothing's easy. Just a big 49. Big 49. <laughs> Stress show. Right now, we're going to go gangster rolling down to Oaktown. Talk about Oakland. A little too short up in here. Only the strong survive. That ain't no joke. Those are words to live by in Oakland. Get you guys this story here. Too short getting it. Only the strong survive. You know what I'm talking about. Living in Oakland ain't easy. It's a real story. So let's back this bitch up to September of last year. 23-year-old dude named Paris Moffat went to a funeral and he walked out of the funeral and he got shot. Him and another dude both got shot. Bap, bap, bap. They say a drive-by shooting. Another guy died. Mr. Uh, Moffat has been in the hospital ever since. He's still not home from the hospital. So this dude has been... He probably almost died. And here he is getting moved around. I, you know what? I don't know if uh, rolling up Gangsta has the best health insurance. I don't know. And they say since he's been shot, he was left partially paralyzed from the September shooting. And he's been just bouncing around from different hospitals. And then after they finally released him from the hospital, since he's partially paralyzed, the dude had to go to a you know, inpatient facility, a nursing facility. And here he is. He's now at a place there in Oakland. 53-bed skilled nursing facility. And he had just been there only a few weeks. And he's settling in. He's going to be there for a while. You're still recovering from your gunshot wounds. And somebody walked in there and shot him. Dead. Killed him. This dude went to a funeral and got shot and didn't die. Lived for, what what are we looking at here, six months? And then gets shot and killed again. So I don't know if he was, you would think after six months, if he was going to tell, he would have already told. So somebody wanted this dude dead. And they wanted him dead the first time they shot him at the funeral. And then they go and roll into the hospital where he's, being taken care of, still recovering six months later from the wounds of the first time you shot him, and they finished the job. People at the facility will not answer the phone and say, uh, will not talk uh, to the reporters. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know nothing about nothing. We're not talking to any of you bastards from the press. So, this dude has got a... That's a bad time. Uh... <clears throat> Although his name was not released at the time, police say that uh, Mr. Moffat and a man identified as Dominique Miles, 40, of San Francisco, back in September, had just left a funeral, held at a hall in the area for a person they both knew. And they say they don't know if they knew each other, though. The guy that died, Mr. Miles, the guy that died, and Moffat, they're like, we don't know if they knew each other, but they both happened to be uh, wrong place, wrong time. I got to figure... 
Mr. Miles might not have been the target if they uh, went back and finished Moffat off six months later in the hospital. I'm sure as soon as they found out where he was, and it was a low-key place where Brian didn't have much security. In a hospital, there's a lot more security and cameras and all that stuff. Yeah. There you go. And someone just rolled up and popped him. And this guy is dead. Don't, don't mess around in Oaktown. That's the moral of the story. Don't mess around in Oaktown. Only the strong survive. Stats too short. Alright, coming up next, I'm going to tell you uh, OnlyFans has a very weak sauce competitor. I'm going to tell you who it is, who's trying to get in the game, trying to steal that digital love, your digital dollars. Need some boobies? We got them right here. Tell you about it. Coming up on a big four nine. Big, 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 big. The big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If you heard the Justin Barsha interview this morning on the Stretch Show, you know that he got a interesting rank over the weekend when he started the race in Indianapolis. It moved him to a tie with Andrew Short for 13th all-time in starts. That's 63, making him one of the Ironmen of the sport, which is pretty cool, because you got to think about it. You always hear about these guys being banged up and hurt, and you got a guy like Barsha that is well-known for riding wide open and letting it all hang out there on the track. And the fact that this guy stays as healthy as he has and has had such a long career and is still getting on the podium and getting it done shows you that this dude's a beast man so shout out to justin barsha congratulations on the rank it's not an award or a trophy but it's something in the history books of the sport of motocross i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now big four nine i'm stretch there we go you know what time it is sometimes you just want to pop it up Sometimes you just want to want to see a little poon, a little booby, a little nakedness, a little one-on-one uh, pornography, if you will. That's why OnlyFans is huge. That's why women are making a fortune and why dudes are shoveling out the cash. OnlyFans has been effing huge. Go, Luther. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody say, hey. Yeah, there we go. Greatest song ever. Look it up. Say we want some booze is the name of that song by Two Life Crew. I'm going to tell you this story right now. So OnlyFans got their new competitor. You'll never guess who it is. Back from the grave, if you will. Playboy. Playboy's back. They say Playboy has relaunched recently in digital form in an effort to compete with OnlyFans. They have added an adult digital content creator section of the new Playboy magazine. So Playboy magazine, the most boring nudie magazine in the history of nudie magazines. Granted, it was a pioneer. Never showed a pink, never showed a stank. No. It was boobies and and, and vaguely uh, angled crotch shots is what it was. It wasn't until Larry Flint came on the scene and blew that wide open. Then OnlyFans came and blew everybody out of the water. They're like, who wants to look at magazines with pictures of naked girls when you can get naked girls to actually do dirty things that you tell them to do live and interactively online? OnlyFans destroyed it. They brought it on, man. They brought the pain to everybody in the adult world. So here we are. OnlyFans is running away with it, and Playboy's like, oh, no, we're coming back. 
right? The creators now are the new bunnies. And users will be allowed to subscribe to their channels and engage with them like OnlyFans, only way watered down. We're laser focused on building the safest, most lucrative, and engaging creator platform in the world, said their chief brand officer of Playboy. And and remember, Hugh Hefner died. Playboy died years before Hugh Hefner did, it seems like. And he but bankrupted that thing into oblivion. And I'm sure as soon as he died and they sold off the Playboy Mansion, uh, I know they sold off the Playboy Mansion. They were so broke before Hefner ever died, but the deal was he got to live there till he died. So whoever owns that owns that now. But Playboy, the magazine, was then sold off to God knows who for nothing because it was worthless. And now they're just using that name and they're bringing it back and they're going to do a OnlyFans-style thing and try to do the, you know, the classy version. They say they've already had the digital version of Playboy's already been out and they're using famous people just like they used to. There's some famous comic that's a good-looking chick that is... Uh, you're, you're on the cover, but you're not really on the cover because there is no cover because it's like all these moto magazines. There's not really a magazine. It's a digital magazine. It's called... Now it's a website. I guess Big 49 is a magazine too because we don't have a magazine, but we do have a website and we put news up on it and videos and streaming stuff. I guess we are... I'm, I'm going to call that. We're Big 49. We're a motocross rock and roll magazine broadcast facility podcast network and a video vlog streaming service we have you covered we got everything but playboy is back so if you want to see uh, tastefully done only fans you can go over there but what's crazy is if they i don't know if they're going to get famous people to do their only fans type stuff but it's going to be interesting to see how they work this out Remember, the people that are now in the magazine are going to be the people on the Playboy version of OnlyFans. So we'll, we'll have to... I'm going to take a wait and see on this one. All right, up next, let's get back into Justin Barsha, our buddy, TLD Gas Gas, rode to number two Saturday night in Indy. He's really dialed in the last couple of races. We'll talk to him, and then we're going to wrap it up and go home for the day. It's hump day. I'm stretched. It's a big 4-9. Let's go, Luther. Get it, get it. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, if you were down with motocross news and you want to be entertained in the process, I tell you, you need to listen to the Big 49 on Saturdays when we do our race coverage. There is a vlog of last week's where all four of us were in the studio doing the coverage of the Supercross race out of Indy when somehow a demon got loose in the studio. I'm not even kidding. It's the kind of crap that happens here. It's not like any other moto-wrenching podcast out there in the world. This is a real-life show that goes for four or five hours every Saturday, and it is fully live, and you can call, and you can text, and you can listen, and you can go to the vlog at the Big 49 and check it out because... It's craziness, and it's really, really good if you're a fan of Moto. Please go check it out. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. I'm Stretch. I'm a little distracted. Hmm. Numbnutses. Numbnutses. I work with numbnutses. At this point, I'm currently blaming Moto Man for the recent situation that has developed. Partially my fault. Uh, 60-40. 60 being Moto Man, 40 being me. 
40 for me bringing the demon box to the studio. 60 for Moto Man for effing with it. That's, that's where I'm staying. Poor Kyle's all freaked out. Jason's like, don't get that near me. I don't want that near me. Everyone's all freaking. It's all fun and games till Moto Man let the proverbial cat out of the bag. Stupid Moto. Anyway. Ay, ay, ay. I don't know, hold on this for two more days of the show before I can reveal to these idiots. Maybe, you know what? Here's good news. I'm going to look at the positive side. I'm going to keep it light and bright. There's a possibility that I uh, get this resolved before I have to tell them what I have to be, what I perceive to be bad news. I'm going to work on, diligently work on getting this resolved. Because it's 40% my fault. All right. Oh, God. Shout out to Justin Barsha. Shout out to Kenny Roxon. Thank you for being on the show today. We appreciate you guys. Tomorrow we'll get into the 250s a little bit. Talk to somebody from the 250 podium. I haven't decided who yet. Don't push me. I'm testy. I'm going to get up out of here. Maybe I'll find another attack monkey story tomorrow. Go for the attack monkey trifecta. Damn. Crazy. Working here is crazy. My life is crazy. I'm gonna move away. I'm gonna move to Costa Rica with Giselle Bunchin and her jujitsu instructor. Go lounge out with them. Poor Tom Brady. He got dumped for a judo dude or a jujitsu dude. Tom Brady can't do nothing because that guy strangled the goat out. Hey, if you're a non uh, combat dude. You will get effed up by a... Believe me, if he's a jiu-jitsu instructor, he's a black belt. He will eff you up. Or at least choke you out or break your arm or shoulder. And the GOAT doesn't want his shoulder broken. What if he's got to come back next year? What if the Miami Dolphins say, hey, two is hurt, Tom. I know you're here in Florida. Come play for us. That's a rumor. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'll spread more rumors and gossip and awful things tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.